Guys, I'm excited to continue our new series with you. We started last week, a series based on evangelism, our call. Evangelism, remember we said, is a huge part of making disciples. We've got to share Christ. People have to come to know Christ before we can teach them everything that God has commanded us. And so I'm excited about that. Before we get too deep, I want to do this. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put a slide on the screen, full screen for our folks at home and some of you here in the sanctuary. If you'd open up the camera app on your on your phone and just point Pointed at this uh, QR code. Uh, that'll, that'll let you bring up our digital sermon notes. As you do that, I'm going to pray uh, that the Holy Spirit would come and just be our teacher and our guide. Father, um, thank you for uh, your presence. Man, thank you for this Jesus. Uh, what a Savior. Um, Jesus, thank you for the promise of your word that when two or more are gathered in your name, that you're also there. We recognize your presence with us now. Holy Spirit, we know that Jesus had to ascend into heaven um, so that he could send you to come and be our counselor, to be our guide, to be our teacher. And so we want to invite you to just take that role here in our church. You're, you're the teacher of our church, and we pray that you would lift and exalt Jesus Christ in our midst and that we'd see him more clearly than maybe ever before. In Jesus' name we ask all these things. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, guys, uh, I just want to remind you briefly what we're doing here. Uh, why we're studying the book of Romans, why we're doing this series called The Romans Roll, uh, The Romans Road. And, and, and our goal is really pretty simple, right? I'll, I'll put it on the screen for you. Uh, but our goal is just to help you learn to share the gospel by showing how you can use the book of Romans as a guide or use it as a road, uh, if you will, to sharing six essential truths about Jesus, right? And uh, as we said last week, like, we know we're all called to make disciples. We know that. Uh, we know we're all called to be witnesses, but, but a portion of that, uh, especially you, you look at Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, it says, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. But when you read Mark's account, he says, you've got to go preach the gospel. He says, you've got to go proclaim the good news. And so a portion of making disciples is evangelism. And we've got to get better at it, right? Because we can't teach people everything that we know about God unless they've been changed by the power of God, uh, by, by literally accepting Christ as Savior and Lord. And so we, we just want to find a tool that helps us do that. So we're going to try to use the book of Romans. Uh, each week I'm going to give you an essential truth. And so last week we kind of had our first essential truth. We, we looked at Romans 1 and we found out that God made everything including us. We, we found out that God gave us good rules to live by and we walked away with kind of our first essential truth, Romans 1.20 uh, our first essential truth, that God created us and, and because he created us we're accountable to him. So that's kind of where the gospel story begins. That there there is a God. He is real. He made us. You, you, you know, Romans 1.20 says you can look around. The complexities of creation declare there's a God. So we begin our gospel presentation just with that. There's a God. He made us because He made us. Listen, we are accountable to Him. With that in mind, this week our focus is going to be in Romans chapter 3. Now, quick show of hands, those in the sanctuary. How many of you started your Bible reading plans uh, this week? Okay? All right. Man, Romans is tough, isn't it? Amen? Man, first three days, four days, you guys are like, whoa. Uh, anybody, day five, you get to Romans 5, you're like, yeah, there's some hope, right? Amen? I was like, yes, we've, we've reached the hope section of Romans. And, uh, man, it, it can be a tough book, but it is so good. So, so listen, to present the good news, a lot of times we have to begin with the bad news. And this morning, that's really what we're going to dive into. So, so last week, Romans 1, there is a God. He made us because he made us. We're accountable to him. This week, we're going to jump into Romans chapter 3. A couple things I want to share with you before I share our essential truth. Uh, and here's the first. I want you to know that according to the Bible, 
we have all rejected the rules of God. Okay? We've all rejected the rules of God. And, and I start here with some intentionality because last week we said there is a God. He made everything including you. And then he, that God gave us good rules to live by. See, that's kind of foundational that there, there's a God. He, he made everything. And because He made everything, right, we're accountable to Him. He gave us good rules to live by. So that's foundational because when we get to kind of step two, step two is this truth that, that though God made everything and He gave us good rules to live by, see, the story turns bad pretty quickly, right? And, and, and the way the story shifts is that we have rebelled, uh, we've rejected the right rules of of this God, and, and, and so that we kind of quickly jump into that. And, and we get this in Romans 3, right, um, verse 10 through 12. And, and here's what the text says. It declares, um, there is no one righteous, right? So God gave us good rules. He gave us right rules to live by, and, and the Bible very quickly declares, but there's no one righteous. No one does that. No one lives by, by God's right rules for life. Uh, not even one person. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. All alike have become worthless. There is no one who does what is good, not even one. And so if you want to share the gospel, you kind of begin with this truth that there's a God. Uh, Nature lets us know that there's a God. We can't dispute that there's a God. Things are too complex. Um, Because God made everything, we're accountable to Him. And then we kind of jump right into the really bad news. And, and, And this goes against everything that our world says, because our world says that basically all people are good. Right? That's what our world proclaims. That's the world's gospel. Is that basically all people are good. And if we can just curb their behaviors a little bit, we'll eliminate, we'll change some things. Right? If somehow we can do that. But the Bible actually declares the opposite. The Bible says, no, no, listen. Since the fall, no people are good. No people are good. And, and, and so we, we kind of have to start here with, with our gospel. And, and, and this, this really gets to the heart of the origin of sin. Of the origin of sin. This starts with Adam and Eve. Some people call that original sin. And, and what we find out is because of what happened in the garden, what they did is actually the same thing that you and I would have done. It's the same thing that you and I would have done. Because you see, sin uh, really revolves around how we answer three questions in life. And here's those three questions. Question number one is, is what's true? What's true? You remember the story of Adam and Eve? God said, you must not eat from the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil, for uh, on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. That's what God said. Then comes the serpent. And and the serpent speaks to Eve, and, and, and Satan says this, no, you will certainly not die. Right? No, you you certainly won't die. And so Eve there has a dilemma. See, God has said, if, if you eat from this, this tree, you're, you're going to die. Says, this is the truth. If, if, if you know evil, you'll die. That's God's truth. And, and the enemy says, no, no, that's, that's, not, that's not really true. You, you really won't die. And so even that moment, even that moment decided that she would dictate what is true. Whew. Does that speak to our world today? I'm so tired of social media posts that say things like, you just got to speak your truth. That's not your truth. That may be your experience. You can, you can talk about your experience, but there is only one truth. And, and when we begin to try to dictate and decide what is true, and that is, that is where sin is birthed. And so that's what started with Eve. 
And she, she, she began to question, well, well it, it's what God says really true. But then there's the second question, right? Well, what, what's right? Well, what's right? So God, God says to, to, to Eve, you're, you're free to eat from any tree of the garden, uh, Adam and Eve, but, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for on the day that you eat from it, you'll certainly die, right? We just, we just looked at this. It's not, it's not right for you to eat from the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil. It's like that knowledge of evil is not, not right. And, and, and Satan comes along and, and he says, well, in fact, God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and, and you're going to be like God. You're going to know good and evil is, is what Satan says. And so, so here's the question. He, 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 he plants this doubt and he says, how can the knowledge of anything be wrong? How can the knowledge of anything be wrong? We live in a world that is thirsting for knowledge, it seems. And God says, listen, I'm going to tell you there's a right and there's a wrong. And I know there's a right and a wrong because I made you. Because I created you. And there are things, this is what the Bible would declare, there are things that are not good for you no matter what you think. And so Eve, again, makes this decision she decides what she believes is right. right? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose not only what, is, what I believe to be true, but, but I, I, I'm declaring that knowledge cannot be a bad thing. That's the declaration. Third question where sin is birth is who am I? Right? So Scripture taught us clearly that Adam and Eve were created in the image of God, right? So, so they're created by God. They're, they're dependent on God. They're subordinate to God. But what did they want? They didn't want to be subordinate to God. They weren't content with being created by God. They weren't content with being dependent on God. They wanted to be like God. No, I'm going to reject your design. Listen, God's design is that we would be subordinate creatures. That's the truth of it. And if you don't like that, then you need to go grapple with what we talked about last week as God speaks to Job and says, how do you think this earth was formed? Who do you think calls the stars out by name? Who tells the oceans they can only come this far? Unless you have that ability, then you are a subordinate creature. Right? Amen? How many of you... Uh, how many of you ever made anything? Anybody a maker here? Anybody a maker? You guys make things? Okay. Just shout it out. What, what's something that you make? Somebody. I, ha I ma made a house? Like, like built a whole house? Okay, that's pretty good. Did you make the wood? Did you make the screws? <laughs> Did you make all the tools that you used? To, like, like even in, in that kind of thing where you say, well, hey, listen, I built my house. Right? But, but, I, but I bought the materials. But, oh, but somebody made the materials, right? Somebody manufactured them. So somebody did that. Okay, but yeah, but who made the thing that the materials were manufactured from? You say, oh, I, I don't got that. I don't know how trees got here. and I, like, I don't have that, right? We are subordinate beings. And so listen, sin begins by asking these, these three questions. These three important questions. So, so we kind of begin Romans 3, understanding that we've all rejected the right rules of God. So last week, there's a God. He made everything, including us. He gave us 
uh, good or right rules to live by. So Romans 3, the bad news, we've all rejected those right rules. It gets worse though as we, as we continue on in Romans and we learn that we're all guilty because of that rejection. Right? Because of that rejection, we're all guilty of, of sin. We're all guilty of sin. And, and, and listen, um, again, going, going all the way back to Adam and Eve, when we talk about guilt, man, uh, the, the sin we're going to talk about is actually two types of sin. Uh, did you know there's a thing called inherited sin? And there's a thing called actual sin? These are kind of theological terms, but, but the truth is we're guilty of both, right? We're guilty of both. And so when I talk to you about inherited sin, I'm talking about two things. I'm talking uh, about in, inherited guilt and inherited corruption. And so uh, check out this slide. I think I've got a slide for you. Uh, the next one, right? Inherited sin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roman, oh, Romans 3.23. You're telling me I have to show Romans 3.23. Romans 3.23. Uh, everybody remember this this week? You guys work on the memory verse? All right. So let's say it together. Close your eyes because it's on the screen. All right. Say it together. Here we go. For all and fallen short of the glory of God. Good job. Good job. Awesome. Romans 3.23. Okay. So, so let's talk about this sin that we, we've all committed uh, and not just actual sin, but let's talk about inherited sin. So here's inherited sin. Uh, it's two things. It's inherited guilt that we're all counted guilty because of Adam's sin. Okay, so if you, you kind of want to flesh this out, uh, inherited guilt is, is kind of like this. When a loved one passes away, uh, sometimes you're included in a will. And, and what you get, uh, you inherit... Uh, typically, like, like uh, I, you inherited a ring from grandma or something like that. And you're like, oh, this is awesome, okay? But I want you to imagine that uh, somebody that you care about passes away. There's a weeding, the reading of the, of the will. You show up, the, the attorney's like, okay, uh, now we're going to go through. And, 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 and things are doled out. And what's doled out to you is $10 million of debt. That's what you've inherited. And you go, okay, granny, not awesome. And, here, and here's the deal. In, in, a, in a higher, holier way, what the Bible would declare is that Adam and Eve left us something. And that what we inherited from them was a debt that we could not pay. We inherited them the, the, the guilt of, of rebellion and rejection of God in His right ways. We inherited that. right? And, and so, so, so biblically, uh, that, that kind of looks like this. Uh, let me throw up this, this slide real quick. Um, the next one, yeah, Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and, and death through sin, in this way, death spread to all people because all sin. And, and, and so what it's saying is like, listen, we are all guilty because of Adam. Right? Sin came through Adam, came through Adam and Eve, and, and, and just as it came through one man, it spread to all men, and, and we're, we're, we're born, we, we inherit the guilt of Adam. Some of you are like, that is not fair. That's not fair. Well, again, if you were Adam, you would have done the same thing. You would have done the same thing. So it is fair, it is right, God is just. Okay? So, so there's, there's that. That's, that's the first part of inherited sin, right? But the, the second part is not only have we inherited the guilt, we've also inherited corruption, right? So, so uh, listen, what, what that means is, is that, listen, not, not only are, are we guilty, but we're born with a, with a bent towards sin at all times, right? So, so uh, inherited corruption, we, we've all had this sinful nature because of Adam's sin. And again, here's, here's what that means. Like, think about a baby, right? Uh, you guys have another one coming. Um, and, and listen, I know I said that last week. I, I just, I'm so excited. Uh, those beautiful little creatures that God gives us that uh, pee and poop everywhere. Um, very early on, one of the very first words that they will ever learn, other than, than mom and dad, 
one of the very first words they'll ever learn is no. Like early on, like you are, I mean, as a parent, I was appalled at my child the first time they told me no. Who do you think you are, little person, to tell me no? Do you have any idea the grossness that I have dealt with from your body and you tell me no? Right? That is not how this relationship works. But it, but it happens very early on. Then very quickly after no, we get things like mine. Right? Like mine. Like, no, it is, I, I think you've misunderstood, little creature. Not only do you not tell me no, you own nothing. Okay? I, I put the clothes on your back. I put the food in your mouth. Like, you own nothing. And, and early on, we're like, yep, God, I got you. Right? I understand what, what, this, what this looks like. And, and this is what David declares. As David looked at his own sin, he's like, I didn't become a sinner. David declares, I was actually born a, a sinner. Check this out in Psalm uh, 51.5. He says, indeed, I, I was guilty when I was born. I, w- I was sinful when my mother conceived me. He, he, David understood that, listen, we didn't just inherit the guilt of Adam. We also inherited the corruption of Adam. We are sinners. That is who we are. And, and listen, friends, uh, as you share the gospel with people, there'll, there'll be some people that at some point may, may be willing to say, yeah, okay, sure, I've sinned. I mean, we all sin. But it's, it's, this isn't surface level. This is, this is personal rejection of a holy God. Right? It is. So, so that's, that's the first, is, is we have inherited sin. But we also have actual sin, guys. Like we actually sin. That's what we do. And, and so you say, well, what is sin? Well, sin's really four things. And uh, put those on the screen for you. So sin is anything that I do that doesn't please God. Anytime I do something that doesn't uh, please God, God says that I'm not supposed to kill people when I do that. That's bad, uh, right? Uh, but he also says like, hey, you're, you're not supposed to covet what your neighbor has. And, and they, 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 they built a big expansion and, and their house is bigger now or they got a new car and by golly, I, I, every time I drive around in my little, little beater, I, I think, man, I wish I had a car like them. I'm coveting. I'm doing that, right? And so, so sin is any time I, I do that. Uh, sin's also in, anything that I say that doesn't please God. Anytime I, I say something that doesn't please God, right? Uh, like, listen, the Bible says that we're not supposed to lie. How'd you do with that this week? Show of hands. Anybody, you want to confess sin to one another this morning? We don't want to get that biblical here this morning. We want to do that in our D groups, in our small groups, right? But yeah, we... we like we, we lie, right? I mean, it's just like I'm not supposed to hate people. I'm not, like, like we, we say things that don't please God. We speak in anger. Anybody raise their voice with their children this week? I, you didn't really have to raise your hand. I appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, right? Again, I, I mean, we, we think about the things that we say. We say all kinds of things that, that don't please God. Sin is also anytime I think something that doesn't please God, right? It can even be my thoughts. I mean, Jesus said, you've heard it said you're not supposed to commit murder. I tell you, you're not even supposed to be angry with your brother. Right? When we think like, oh, that stupid... I mean, like, he cut me off in traffic. I just want to show it to him. And that's sin. It's sin. That's not like a normal reaction, by the way, gentlemen. Um, that is your sinful nature popping out. God reminding you that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. And, and, and that, that, that is the, the truth of the matter. So uh, Jesus said, listen, you've heard it said you're not supposed to commit adultery, but I tell you, if you look at a person lust, that, that is sin. So even our thoughts condemn us, right? And then finally, sin is any time we don't do something we're supposed to do. I mean, the Bible says clearly we're supposed to love God with everything that we are. We're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves, and yet we don't, we don't do that. 
We don't really love our neighbor like we love ourselves. I mean, we know our neighbor sometimes. I mean, we, we would like, you know, maybe help them out and mow their lawn if we, if we had to. But we don't, we don't love people like we love ourselves. We're selfish, right? And again, that, that is sin. So, so that when we talk about sin, that's, that's actually, by that definition, we, we are all sinners. And again, hear me, this isn't some kind of vague thing. We've got to get beyond, we have like these confessional statements now as Christians where we're like, oh yeah, everyone's a sinner. No, 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 you have sinned specifically against God. So, so, so stop the vagueness and, and start getting real like, oh no, God, I've thought things that I shouldn't think. I've questioned your goodness. I've questioned your authority, and, and I, I know clearly what you've said, but I've chosen this. That is a sin against you. I've questioned whether you're right. That's, that's, that's an offense against you, right? I wanted to be in control. That, that's, that's rebellion against you. you you've made me. I, I, didn't, I didn't make the world. I don't know how it's supposed to run, and yet I continually choose to put myself on your throne. That, that, is, a, that is a sin against you, especially knowing that you sent your son to die in my place. Right? So we have to get to this place we understand the depths of our sin, which kind of brings me to the second essential truth. So I, I know week two is not fun, okay? Week one, there's, there, there is a God, there's a creator, he made everything we see, like, and, and, and therefore we're accountable to him. Well, well second step of the gospel is this, uh, that we've all rebelled against that God, and we're guilty of sin. And we're guilty of sin. And, and listen, I, I know that that's not in and of itself good news, Right? I mean, it's just not. That, that's not good news. You're trying to share the gospel. The gospel is the good news. And, and you go, man, if, if, I, if I tell somebody there's a God that made them, He designed them, therefore he, he gets to judge everything. Everything's accountable to Him. And then I say, and oh, by the way, you're not a good person. Uh, that's not going over really well, right? I mean, like, you look at person, somebody you love, and you're like, I mean, we share Christ with people we love. Man, I love you. You're a terrible person. And, and I mean that in the best way possible. Because uh, I'm a terrible person too. According to the Bible, here's what sin is. But listen, you cannot tell somebody that they need a Savior unless they understand that they're a sinner. Friends, we've got to get out of our comfort zones, these places where we're so afraid to speak truth. The Bible says we're called to speak truth in love. And I can lovingly tell somebody, hey, I'm in this boat with you, Right? That I, I, I am a, I'm a great sinner, and, and that's why I need a Savior. And the good news will come after it gets a little bit worse next week. Okay? Gets a little bit worse next week, and then it also gets really good. So, so all that happens next week in week three. We get to our third principle. But uh, what do we do because of this? So kind of the same thing as last week. I want to challenge you. Bronchitis. Um, so here's what I want to challenge you to do. Uh, real quick, number one, I want, I want you to, to please try to memorize essential truth number two. Okay? Uh, memorize essential truth number two. We have all rebelled against God um, and are guilty of sin. We've all rebelled against God and are guilty of sin. So try to memorize that. Essential truth one, right? We're created by God, therefore we're accountable to Him. Essential truth two, we've all rebelled against God and we're guilty of sin. And so uh, work on that. Uh, second thing we're going to do is try to mentally attach. Remember, it's not enough to know six principles. You have to kind of know what those are about. So we want to mentally attach this principle with Romans 3.10, right? 
that no one's righteous, not even one, and with Romans 3.23, which is our memory verse that, that if you're, you're doing our Bible reading plan, uh, for all of sin and falling short of God's glory. And so we're, gonna, we're mentally attached this truth that we've all rebelled against God, we're guilty of sin, with this, this thing that, hey, no one is righteous, and, and everyone has sinned and fallen short of glory. And now we kind of know what sin is, so it helps us explain the gospel. So that's the first two things I want to challenge you. Last thing, uh, we're going to begin now praying for what happens when we're done, right? So, he, so here we go. Right now, we're going to start praying for opportunities to share the gospel. Right now. Lord, would you start putting people in my life that need to hear this? Would you start putting them in, on my heart so I would start praying for that opportunity? And what God's going to do, if you start praying for people, dude, you are going to meet some people. I mean it. If you pray for opportunities to share the gospel, God's going to bring people into your life, and you're going to go, wow, that was an effective prayer. And, and, and when you meet them, maybe day one's not the time to share the gospel with them yet, but, but you've got four more weeks. You've got a month to be praying for them on a regular basis. You've got a month to be training yourself in how you could share the gospel. Guess what? The first time you share with the gospel with them may not be like awesome. It, might, it may be that I have to share the gospel with them and, and, and I have to share it with them again and we have to get there again and, 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 and it's going to rely on them coming to me after I've shared with them and, and then later they come to me with a problem and then I get to share that deep truth with them again because it's different for everybody. Everybody's story is different in this room, amen? For some of you, you heard the gospel the first time, you understood the depth of your sin and you were ready to go. For some of you, you fought the truth of the gospel for years. No, I'm not that bad, I'm fine. And, and, and slowly things begin to eat away at your mind and your heart and your spirit. And you begin to think, wait a second. If I stood before God today, what would happen? Oh, gosh, I need Jesus. It's different for everyone, but we have to be people that proclaim the truth. Okay? So, the gospel gets better next week. Gets worse, then it gets better. Everybody, everybody good with that? Okay? We're awesome? Okay. Listen, um, you guys at home, I have huge announcements. So, do not tune us out. Catherine's going to start off with a really cool thing, um, if you like chocolate, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what we can do with chocolate. By the way, you can't eat all the chocolate, but this is awesome. I'm super excited about what we're doing here, and then um, I've got some important news about how we're going to worship moving forward uh, after that, so Miss Catherine, take it away.